2: If this is the end of the ACC as we know it, if, if the league is going away, if Florida State is blowing this thing up, then take me out this way, Scott. Look at the top of those ACC basketball standings for men's basketball. You've got North Carolina, three and zero. Wake Forest, three and zero. NC State, three and zero. And then yeah, yeah, there's Duke, two and one. But this is the way that it was supposed to be. This is, this makes me feel whole.
1: If this is the end, let it be the end. Let it, let us end this way. Maybe back in the eighties, things have changed and, <laughs> and gone, gone a, a little bit different ways since the eighties. But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a lot of fun to see. I think it's first and foremost, I think it is good for the ACC. I mean, this is kind of the basketball Mecca of the ACC. So, uh, just seeing all those teams playing well. Obviously, Wake's playing really, really well. A little bit better than a lot of you know people have anticipated. Different team uh, with both of the Gonzaga transfers. Yes. They they just hit. They hit on the portal better than most. <laughs> yes, better than most. So uh, it is. It's it's fun to see. You know, you got two teams going up against each other coming on Wednesday. Both three and O. So we'll we'll see where it takes us from there. All right. So NC State gets to three and
2: by beating Virginia at home in a game that we had talked about. That I feel like kind of went. The way we thought it had to go for NC State in the half court. Although I was surprised in the sense in how well NC State brother in law that thing. It, it, it was like a golf tournament. They each kind of took turns yeah. in the scramble making plays. And I was impressed because the season long theme that you and I have talked about has been how do you make the parts fit together? How do you get everybody to buy into their roles? And I think you're starting to see. Uh, you know, Ben Middlebrook says a little bit of a stopper. Uh, yeah. And it was Modiara against Notre Dame and, you know, didn't see as much Mo against Virginia, but th- seemingly that's okay. Uh, and then MJ Rice starting to come around using his athleticism, using his talent uh, to, in- to make an impact on the game. And then the two guards, you know, Jaden Taylor, DJ Horn, driving the bus. Yeah. And I-, I think they're getting a, it's January 9th. And in a different world, you know, they get to take a trip to Italy or wherever you guys went, and you and you know who each other. You know, you know who everybody is, and all these other things. But it's not a reality in uh, the NIL portal world. You got to figure it out on the fly, November, December, and you know, three and zero. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can look at that and say Boston College, which not a bad team, is also on the road. Yeah, Notre Dame, maybe they do finish last, but not a ba- not a bad team at home for sure. Yeah. And then a Virginia team who they could very well be on the bubble with. So I I was really impressed, and it wasn't some fluke. It wasn't, you know, Scott Wood hitting seven threes in the Greensboro Coliseum. It was they just outplayed them,
1: and they beat them. And I think that's kind of what I've expected out of the team. Now, again, it, it takes some time to put it all together. I've always said they've got – they've probably got seven guys, eight guys, nine guys that can get quality minutes. So, like you said, just – playing your role at the highest of your ability you know it's not always going to be your night understanding that you got to make a small sacrifice for the team is making this team look really really good so you know even just watching it it obviously it was probably a 15 20 point game at the time but it was you know ben middlebrooks misses a defensive assignment kevin yanks him right away uh he puts dj in dj does a phenomenal job I think they wanted to high hedge. It was uh, a kid for Virginia that hasn't scored in two weeks. So they're like, dude, we don't care if he scores. Just take the ball out of the guard's hand. And DJ comes back down, and he he looks at Ben. He says, what the hell are you doing, Ben? And right then and there, Kevin just looks down the bench. He's like, hey, man, you made your mistake. Let's not make it again. Puts him right back in. DJ comes out. So I think you can just tell right there that everybody understands, look, this is my role. You know, DJ's not going to be an elite defender. So when Ben's in, he's got to bring that. And they're starting to kind of click. Um, But again, you got a big matchup coming up and things are easy when you're making shots and everything's going your way. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, 10 for 28 from three in this game. And I'm not even sure that was a big part of what it was because to me, the game was won in the first half when it was a slog and it was Virginia style. And they were able to say, you know what? We're a better team than you are. And we could beat you in the half court, which... I don't think is something at different points in Kevin Keats's tenure that you can sit here and go, well, this is really going to be the strength of the team. They're going to get in these half-court sets and they're going to run their stuff and, you know, they're going to defend. Yeah. You know, I think this, to me, is is particularly when Middlebrooks is on the floor, this is easily his best defensive team.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I, I just think he's got so many bodies. We've always heard, okay, he wants to get after it. You know, he wants to pressure in the full court, and in the half court. When you only got seven guys that you really trust it's hard yeah. to do that he's got 10 heck maybe 11 guys he can just throw out there and get after it so i think obviously Jaden taylor being on the point and just hounding the guards bringing the ball up plays a big factor Bigger in body it. yeah i've always said you know making shots missing free throws playing really really aggressive defense is contagious and I think he just sets the tone. And as soon as you see him picking up full court like that, just turning them, turning them, everybody else has a little bit more confidence to kind of step up and pressure uh, a little bit more as well. We now have
2: two disparate results that were both wins. You have the Notre Dame game where you don't play well, but you find a way to win the basketball game, which in my opinion is a confidence builder mm-hmm. because they're, as I like to say about certain players, they're sunny day players right? You've played with sunny day players before Calvin. You've played with sunny day (laughs) players before where when it's hot, man, you look good. We're running hot sun shining. Everybody's, you know, my girl looks good in the third row. My other girl looks good in the ninth row. Yeah. All these other good things. You look good. Mm -hmm. But when it's, when it's not sunny out, man, that's when you got to find a way to, to win games. And i thought winning the notre dame game the way that they did was important now you have a sunny day against virginia where second half you're like oh ooh, yeah ooh, who are these guys right i <laughs> mean dennis parker like yeah you're, you're not getting 15 points a game from dennis parker right i mean that's a little bit of a bonus
1: i think it's definitely a bonus but i also think again i just i think it's a little bit contagious i mean he makes that almost half court shot he comes right back down the court hits i think a transition three or a three from the corner and now you're rolling. I've always said, you know, as soon as you see the ball going, you're a different player, especially if you see it going early. Also, a classic in this one, a Virginia kid. I don't I don't know who dreams of playing for Tony Bennett, but you still do feel I slighted, mean, right? You got two of them. Casey's the same way. Yeah. You know, they, they, they both had chips on their shoulders going into it. You know, there's, uh, there's going to be talk amongst players about, oh, how was your time at Virginia leading up to it? And, you sure. know, so everybody knows about it. So, again, I just think the confidence – That they're rolling with right now is really good going into this game very similar to what you said they've won some scrappy ugly games which is something you got to do so the confidence is, is what i'm excited about going into the carolina matchup
2: speaking of confidence you can have confidence that in this market you need a loan you need a mortgage you need to figure out what's going on you need a refi you need help check in with scott wood the most popular player not from an nc state championship team now <laughs> you you've officially reached that designation in my book
1: i don't think that's true it is true chris corciani i'm rodney uh, monroe i'm just saying to you on saturday it's a bold state. they went through a
2: lot of names and then they a they saved your name for last well and, and
1: b the biggest I, I ovation think, honestly it was big ovation because they're just glad to be out of the ring finally <laughs>
2: Uh, don't don't undersell it, my friend. Don't undersell it. I, I was, hey man, as as a part of the uh, Law of the Wolf podcast, I'm like, hey, look who look who I got on the podcast. I got my guy. <laughs> we're we're doing okay here. I, I was glomming off of of your success. So let's give people an idea of how you can help them in this in this wild mortgage game. It's telephone seven six five six zero nine zero four five three or Scott. This is pretty easy. I like this Scott. At
1: scottwood15.com. Yeah. It's, uh, we like to keep it simple for it. Now, the one thing that will throw everybody off is the telephone number. Uh, still L- your Indiana number. A little no? bit of an Indiana number, but yeah. it, it, it is a real number. So don't think just because I get that a lot. I'll call someone and it'll be like, I just thought it was spam because it said Indiana. So it, it's not spam. But again, uh, let's start the conversation. I, I actually sparked a conversation with someone the other day that had listened to the podcast, Good. reached out. Uh, again, they're a little bit ways out on pulling the trigger on something, but at the end of the day, start the conversation. I was just saying that's okay because
2: you you're you not going to wake up like I'm a terrible planner. Okay. So you're not going to wake up and be like, I'm
1: going to buy a house today. No, yep.
2: no, no you, you need to figure out what you qualify for. Yeah.
1: Right. Or, see, it's the biggest expense you're ever going to make. So you might as well yes. make sure that it's, it's going <laughs> the
2: right direction. Know what you can afford and then know what your payments are going to be. And then, or maybe you're in a situation where I am and you're like, hey, man. I need a cash out refund. Exactly. Need some help. Exactly. And those numbers are, are moving in the right direction. And we are here to help you. Yes. You are. All right. Uh, speaking of also confidence, UNC is a confident team Yeah, right now. Uh, I thought the pit win on the road was, uh, I called it the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. for this team. You know, last year they ended the year, enter the year number one overall, expected to win the national championship, expected to win the ACC. They do neither. In fact, they don't even make the NCAA tournament. Become the first team since the field expanded to 64 to miss as a preseason number one. Uh, So, very difficult year. A lot of turmoil over there. Uh, Caleb Love famously kind of moves on. Yeah. R.J. Davis and Armando Bayco, their two stalwarts, return. Uh, They've added different pieces now around those two. R.J. Davis has emerged as the their bus driver. Yeah. They have a clear hierarchy over there. And I thought the pit game was the canary in the coal mine because pitt was a team that had pushed them around pitt was a team that had bullied them in the past and pitt was a team that quite frankly called them soft and maybe not even using that word yeah okay so and and hubert had been zero and three against them so for them to go up there and win in a way kind of like the notre dame game uh for nc state where they didn't play great yeah didn't start well didn't shoot great but they found a way to win and then they go to clemson on saturday win a another defensive Type game, which normally you would expect from Clemson, but not this Clemson team. And This is a high scoring, kind of high flying Clemson team. They go down there and they beat them to get to three and zero. So th- this is a confident team coming over to Raleigh, and at the risk of, uh, well, these won't be your scars because I'll save the Godfrey list for for another day. Um, but here's Kevin Keats's record against UNC. He's one and three against Hubert. He was two and six against Royce. Three and nine overall. And if you look, what's interesting to me now, he's won two of the last three over at PNC. Look at the scores of those games. And I can, uh, if you're on the YouTubes, you can see it, but I'll say it. Last year was 77-69, 77 69, mm-hmm. uh, 77. The, the 21 that the pandemic game, 79 76. So as we've talked more and more about this particular team and how they want to win and how they can play in the half court, I think this comes down to how do you. Now, now, RJ Davis is the bus driver. I see Jaden Taylor being assigned to RJ Davis.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we've got enough kryptonite there that we could give him some issues. We just have so many guards that can defend at a high level. I mean, Casey, we have not talked about is a because he's been struggling with his shot, and we like we love to assign, but but he's always value an elite defender as well. So that I just think, I think they're going to have. I mean, RJ Davis is going to have his just strictly on volume and he has to score for them to find success but again I said it last year if they can find a way to limit Baycott DJ can find a way to guard him in the first half without getting in foul trouble I think they have a real shot but again it's going to be that first half for me is DJ going to pick up a couple two fouls early and be you know a little bit silly or is he going to be smart and understand that okay if I have to give up four points In the first half to baycott to get to the second half so that i could play the majority of the men's second half i think they got a shot because he's going to give baycott just as many problems as baycott's going to give him
2: i think the difference this year is it doesn't have to be dj and i think this is the game to game proposition that that kind of kevin can play now yeah like there's some games where the big boy we need you man you know i I agree and
1: i think there's some games now i think the same thing though i think I think offensively and half-court offensively, they're much better. They've they've found ways to score more in and, and different ways. But I also think that he creates so many mismatches and he gets so much attention. Like even to the point where he gets a post-touch, double teams come, they're in rotation automatically. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so much easier for Jaden Taylor, Casey, Horn to get in the gaps and be able to create because they already have an advantage because of that double team. I think that's the part Especially in the half court that he helps them so much with, that so he draws that attention. As soon as he touches the ball, it's double team or dig, and now the defense is already at a disadvantage. You know how the whistle's gonna go in this game, though. That's where I, uh, I think
2: the good thing for state is they have some bodies to throw at Baycott. I think you foul him. I think you hack a shack them for goodness sake. Or you, or you let, see what Metal Brooks and Diarr can do on him. I, I thought. We did not see a lot of the R against Virginia, but that doesn't mean he again. This should be a game to game proposition. Middlebrook for, for yeah. state Middlebrook is going to be the better matchup,
1: I right. think. But again, I think I think DJ because Baycott's really not going to drag you out as much as a PJ Hall or you know spread right. at the floor like Notre Dame did right. in the first half. I, I think it's just going to be a better matchup for him. So again, I just to me it's almost a wash as long as DJ can be smart enough not to get in foul trouble.
2: One thing I, I will say that I like the last four games for state, DJ Burns' minutes, 23, 20, 24, 22. And they've won all four of those games. St. Louis, Detroit, Notre Dame, Virginia.
1: Yeah, and I I know it was a topic of, of conversation. Murph, the, the strength conditioning, We I remember when I was still calling the games, he's always there at half. He's like, DJ's playing a little bit too much. We're trying yeah. to get his... <laughs> but again, at the end of the day, man, you got to... Got to have your best players out there, you know the the bulk of it, especially in those tight ones. I mean, they had those three big non-conference games that I know they really wanted to get one of them. So I yeah. think that's a reason too that thirty-three minutes, 35. 33 against Tennessee, thirty-five
2: BYU, twenty-seven uh, Ole Miss was a on watch. top. It,
1: they're still try- like they know what DJ is going to give them. They were still at that point still trying to figure out okay what's Ben going to give us, what's Mo going to give us. Sure, so, uh, I think at that's it's a balancing act though. I think with that's DJ, the part in particular. Well, I need them. A- I need them to just be able to make someone score over you on defense. That's all I need. score mm-hmm. over you. They score over you. We're living with it. And then when you're on the offensive end, be elite.
2: I think last year they were able to hide him a little bit with Nance and they attacked Nance last year. like Nance was a clown. yeah, you know, I think that game last year in Raleigh in particular, the win was on Pete Nance <laughs> like they mm-hmm. they absolutely isolated and went after him. yeah, um I think this is a different. Carolina team. It's interesting. Their guards. You mentioned um, Marcus Page. I, I've talked a lot about Marcus Page this year and Elliot Cadeau and the uh, the game in 13. Marcus Page's first game over in Raleigh was a real struggle. Zoe either had a triple double or real close to a triple double yep. in that game. That was the game you guys won. 91 83. He's given a
1: lot of people troubles. Don't feel bad. No,
2: I know. But you saw the progression from that point because yep. then you guys played them in Chapel Hill and then he outplayed Zoe. Yeah. And played well in the game. So you look at their guards other than Davis, Cormac Ryan, a seventh, eighth, 20th year college guy. Like I just want him and O'Connell to stand at half court and point on each other. The two <laughs> Stanford transfers, um, you know, Ryan, can he hit some shots when he does? They're pretty good. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of, you know, yeah he's a little bit of a steady Eddie. Then Cadeau is the, is like a Marcus page. He's built like a Marcus page. Yeah. You know? And when you're slight like that, it's hard to come in and, and have a you know, five-star guy, this whole thing, but that's, you're asking a whole lot of him. Now I say this and we've seen this before where that point guard comes over and plays really well in Raleigh. I mean, listen, this series, if I just sound defeated here on, on a Tuesday, it's because this series is, has been so lopsided.
1: Yeah. It's just, bonkers like Not, and I, but i would say historically if you go down the line and you look at the style of play for nc state and the style of big that nc state has traditionally had it's a very mobile move around big i've always said even back when i was playing carolina with roy and some of the bigs that they had whether it be zeller whether it be god henson was a nightmare for you guys. henson you go down the list and it was always never a good matchup yeah. they could get out because we had bigs that could you know break you down and rip and go from the outside they could guard it like then i look at the duke side duke always had that big slow sluggish big <laughs> and i'm like okay we can kind of have an advantage That's what hey, I've, we always were <laughs> I've always said carolina was just a bad matchup and that's why i look at the size for granted it's different coach different kind of system DJ will match up with Baycott Fine. Ben will match up with Baycott Fine. There's nothing there. Now, he can still go out and get 20 and 12. He's just that good of a player. Uh, but it's not going to be a glaring mismatch. And I think that's the big point. They're just going to even out. So now the rest is who's going to make more plays than sure. the other team. I think that's where those other ancillary guards come from.
2: Casey Morsell, yep. DJ Horn, you know, uh, Jaden Taylor, we haven't seen in this type of matchup yet. How do the... The building's going to be full too and i hate yeah. to say it that a lot of these guys who haven't been here they're going to see a, diff- a completely different environment on wednesday yeah. than they've seen at any other point in their careers here at nc state so it's like you know um that'll be different too and carolina's already played in in games like this they're they're yeah. an older team this is not a game that's going to intimidate them you know so uh i just i look at it and i go these are the kind of games though that i think nc state's going to need to put in, they now, without BYU, without Tennessee, you have to have Carolina, you have to have Duke, you have to have a Miami or a Clemson. And given that the Miami and Clemson games are on the road, and given what they look like typically at Clemson, this is dangerously close to a must-win game on Wednesday night.
1: I, I mean, I'd say, I'd say, first and foremost, you, I thought you, Saturday was. You too, can't by the lose way. by ten. <laughs> you can't lose by ten plus. But I would, I'd, I'd, be willing to say that this is, this is, this is a big game. They gotta, they gotta find a way to, to get this one. In my opinion,
2: if they win this game, we did this for the Virginia game. If they
1: win this game, they win because. Oof, I think if they win this game, it's because someone we're not thinking of is able to put ten to fifteen points together. I, I just think that
2: somebody's the Wolfpack hero for a day is what you're saying yeah
1: I, again i mean is it the Dennis? does parker go for 15 again uh you know this uh michael connell come out and you know knock two threes down like he did you did against cormac ryan and say hey yeah match up with you in practice i got you yeah uh i think that's where it's gonna come from but because i just think that DJ's gonna be a wash with baycott and then If they handle RJ Davis, I think that's going to be a wash between some of those guards. So maybe even, you know, DJ Horn goes big, has a big night. Oh, Speaking of DJ Horn, after these words,
2: we'll have a conversation with DJ Horn. Perfect segue, Scott Wood. Scott Wood 15 for all, scottwood15.com for all of your lending needs, mortgage needs. Scott Wood, um, I won't see you on the message board on uh, Wednesday night. But i would find that i would i would communicate with them and and send it maybe i'll maybe i'll get tony in to help to help it out and get that sent over to the family so so Wood and uh trey have the uh have that clip to see that yeah dad was popular once
1: yeah they the funny thing is they they freak out for some reason uh especially when i was commentating the first 15 seconds on the tv he's on tv he's on tv (laughs) i'm like yeah i've been there a couple times not that big a deal so now We'll record her and put it on the phone put on tv so she freaks out she there we go she, she's famous well rollywood is and will be <laughs> get those genes come on now. Well, let's hope
2: <laughs> all right scott well, we'll have this conversation with dj horn but you and i will be back next week right here for more law of the wolf but right after these words we'll have dj horn right here on law of the wolf <laughs> it's year three for me for an nc state podcast and there isn't a law of the wolf without the og og hayes lancaster mosquito authority pest authority you got bugs inside the house you got them outside the house you got moisture you got mice you name it they can handle it they also believe in saving you money so bundle go to bugspite.com and save yourself some money and protect your house while you're in the process of doing all those things hayes lancaster again big supporter of NC State Athletics and a big supporter of Law of the Wolf. Now, maybe you're new to the area. Maybe you're looking to get into new construction in the area. But again, you want to save yourself some money? Go to Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Six locations, more than 250 agents. You want to get into that new construction? More than 60% of their business is in that new construction. You want to beat the frenzy that's coming with these lower rates? Do yourself a favor. Go to myhtr. .com. You can buy, sell, calculate. Of course, once you buy that house, you're going to need to close on it. Or maybe you're like me and yeah, you got traffic tickets. Maybe they're not all your fault. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer can handle those things for you too. Whitaker and Hamer, Josh is a big state fan. I know. Believe it or not, there are lawyers out there that are state fans and they didn't all go to Carolina. So go check them out, sport them. It's wh.lawyer. They have the world's greatest URL. It's W H lawyer and of course if you're headed over to pnc arena on wednesday night right there one of their 17 locations in north carolina is the breeze through on the corner of edwards mill and trinity all your pregame needs all of your tailgate needs all of your morning needs all of your gas needs pretty much all of your needs they have covered at the breeze through so check them out there on wednesday and every day wherever your travels take you (laughs) joining me now on the heister automotive group hotline dj horn nc state guard and dj i i I think maybe i've been given some bad information i thought there was a i thought there was some garner in your background that is number one reason i asked craig to talk to you i'm not gonna lie to you man
0: (laughs) yeah man i mean definitely definitely got a lot of relationships uh with some garner folks um, you know, basketball world, you meet a lot of people. So uh living out there for the short period of time that I did, um, I was able to meet a lot of people that uh did go to Garner though. And playing for Garner Road, uh, oh, you know, overlap with something like that. Yeah, I played for Garner Road. Uh perfect. That was my that was my AU uh program.
2: Okay. So Garner Road, you were at Cary High School for a little while, uh Trinity Christian down in Fayetteville. And it's been it's been a college journey for you. Illinois State in normal illinois what was uh what was normal
0: like uh well for me you know it was everything and uh, that was my first taste of uh getting to leave the nest for the first time so uh, when i got there um you know just getting a little taste of freedom you know that was that was a, a it was a big transition for me um but uh it definitely for compared to uh, North Carolina State, uh, Illinois State was more like a small college town feel. Um, you know, it's really nothing there, but the uh, the campus and everything like that. So um, I was able to get a, uh, I would say a good experience for what a college town felt like.
2: So after two years there, you end up at Arizona State playing the Pac-12. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on the Pac-12 going away after this year and just, um... What your experience was like playing there? Because obviously it's a little bit higher level than than Illinois
0: State. Oh uh, yeah, you know definitely Illinois State. I felt like got me to a level where I could compete at that um, in the Pac-12. So uh, you know when I went to the transfer portal, um, Bobby Hurley had reached out and everything. And um, for me, I was just kind of looking to make that next jump in my game, um, playing at the next level. So uh, that's kind of ultimately what uh, led to me going there. Um, and yeah, man, you know, Tempe, Arizona is a nice place to be. Uh it's it gets hot. So I mean, when you get when you adjust to that, uh everything else is, is lovely, man. Uh couldn't really complain anything about that. Um, the basketball, you know, it went good. My first year out there, we didn't do too hot, but uh second year, you know, we turned things around and we were able to make the tournament. So uh, you know, left out of there on a good note. Um, you know, and everything else is still on a good note with everybody out there. So uh you know, no bad blood or anything, and uh, you know, I got my degree from Arizona State, so you know, part of that is home out there too. So,
2: in addition to coming back to Raleigh, you had a connection with Joel Justice at Arizona State. Is how much of that was a factor in, in where you decided to to spend your final year of college?
0: Uh, yeah, you know, Joel being here already definitely played a part, in, you know, me coming here, you know, if, it made me feel comfortable and everything like that uh when Joel joe was working out there with me in Arizona you know me and him built a relationship very very quickly um you know he has some ties like with Kentucky so uh you know definitely a guy who has some connections you know been around some guys uh that you know where I'm trying to get to so um definitely somebody that you know I just want to soak up all the knowledge I can from him and um and yeah man you know he's a offensively he's offensively minded coach so uh, he's always in my ear, and you know, to try to help me get better on that end of the floor.
2: When you were making your choice, how much did you know about NC State last year and the success they had with Jarkel Joiner and Terquavion Smith mm-hmm. and how Kevin Keats likes to put his guards in a position to really kind of drive the team and, and, and have success?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, man. You know, I definitely uh, was able to keep up with them a lot. Um, I played with Greg Gant that um, yeah. he was at Trinity, so he he was there. Um, you know, just with it being the hometown team, you know, couldn't really miss uh, how they were doing. Um, and, you know, seeing uh, Tequavion and Jarkel be able to put up, you know, a significant amount of points like that. I think they both averaged around like 17 points a game. Uh, you know, you know, that's, that's got to be some freedom coming from your coach to let you go out there and hoop. So uh, seeing that those guys were both leaving, you know, I knew that it was going to open up a lot of opportunity and uh, for it to be that much opportunity in my hometown team, you know, I couldn't really pass that up.
2: <clears throat> you guys are coming off of a, a 76-60 win over Virginia on Saturday. Really a, a great team win for you. A lot of the different pieces, we're starting to see you guys kind of come together. And then it's got to be hard. I know you're at Illinois State one year, I was state another, and now NC State. There's so many new parts, but it, it does feel like you guys are starting to hit your stride. What has that adjustment been like? And how do you feel like where you guys are chemistry-wise in terms of really starting to figure out how to play together and what what makes the team really work?
0: Uh, yeah, man, I would just say, you know, that's just credit to, you know, Keats and having us in the gym, uh, putting in some good work. Um, I feel like we're one of the hardest-working teams in the country, um, and that started all the way back in, like, May. So uh, just, you know, knowing how hard we work, how hard Keats has pushed us, um, you know, and to see it starting to pay off now, I, I just want to give credit to him. And, uh, you know, guys, you know, we like each other on and off the court. So, you know, I think that also plays a, a big part. And, you know, just with my four years of experience, you know, in order to win, you know, you got to like, uh, you know, the guys you're out there playing with and everything like that. So. Uh, I feel like we were able to, you know, click and build that chemistry pretty fast. Um, And, you know, with me, I kind of knew some of the guys on the team already uh, just from being around the area and everything like that. So um, it was a pretty easy transition for me, but, uh, you know, I knew it was gonna, we were gonna have our ups and downs, especially coming into the season, just with, with, you know, it being a new team, but uh, I'm glad that we were able to, um, you know, figure it out pretty quickly.
2: When you have a game, like you guys did against Notre Dame, where you you don't shoot well as a team and you're kind of struggling and you're trailing the whole game, but then you find a way to win in the last minute. What's the confidence level like after you kind of steal one like that on the road?
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that, man. To get a road win anywhere, is, uh, you know, a pretty hard thing to do. So uh, the fact that we've done that twice already, um you know it's big and you know like you mentioned the Notre Dame game uh, was a whole game i would say my words coming off the break and uh the fact that we were still able to find a way to win just you know shows us how you know if we you know first off would have came out there and played good we could have you know just won the game and it had not been that close but uh you know just showing that like you know nobody was going to lay down and just you know quit uh, and that that shows that you know, we kind of had that fight, and you know, teams you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to have that, you know, if you're gonna want to be a team that's playing deep into March.
2: You grew up in the Triangle, you understand the Triangle. You've probably watched uh, dozens of NC State North Carolina games. You're looking forward to the playing in your first one Wednesday night over at PNC.
0: Oh yeah, man, I can't wait. That's all I've been thinking about. Uh, I know it's gonna be crazy energy in them. I probably watched the UNC uh nc state game from last year probably like 10 times just to try to get a vibe of what it's gonna look like uh but i don't think i'll really be able to compare it to it until i step in there for myself i'm looking around and uh you know just feeling that energy from Wolfpack nation
2: at the risk of getting you in trouble which side were you on growing up which one were you rooting for
0: (laughs) Uh, i don't think i've probably told the media anything up until this point but honestly i grew up a duke fan so duke either, <laughs> you know nc state definitely you know i like watching nc state play sure. but you know uh my dad was a heavy duke fan so just him kind of you know showing me and, and bringing me into the basketball world uh that's kind of who i just grew fond to but uh, Definitely. Once I started, you know, playing for myself in college, uh, you know, whatever I was playing on, that was sure. my favorite team.
2: <laughs> did Bob, Bobby Hurley, did you have any kind of, he's probably too old for you to remember how good he was. But I'm, I'm sure if you grew up a Duke fan, you're, your dad was probably pretty pumped about playing for Bobby Hurley.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, for him, when I committed to Arizona State, he was just, you know, Oh, you're gonna play for the best point guard ever to come to Duke and everything like that. You know that's my school, man. So when you get out there, you know, you know, soak up all the knowledge you can. You know, play at the highest level. So, um, and for me, you know, um, I you know that wasn't really like my era to be watching basketball, yeah. but you know, you definitely know about the greats. If you get into the basketball world, you're gonna know who you know was there before you, and you know who was. You know, making a lot of noise, and he was definitely one of those guys. You know, to win. You know, the national championship. You know, that's like the peak. So, uh, it was great. You know, you know, playing for him, and you know, uh, just learning from every, learning from him every day.
2: I don't know how much you followed it last year um, at Arizona State when you guys were trying to get into the NCAA tournament. Are you a uh, amateur bracketologist? Do you follow all of those things as you're in it, or are you just kind of try to? the old cliche pick them off one at a time and then take each game one at a time
0: um you know especially with that being my first year playing in it you know i was just kind of taking it game by game but um you know now that i've played in it kind of know how it works now you know i'm probably more uh into it as far as like you know how the teams get shaped up and everything but uh for me making it last year that was just you know like, that was a one of my goals. So I was just on cloud nine to be there. This is
2: obviously, that's one of the team's goals this year. How much do you guys talk about some of these games? Obviously, Carolina, Duke, Miami, Clemson, Virginia from Saturday. They do seem to hold a little bit more weight uh, with how you guys will be able to get into the NCAA tournament. So just kind of curious, as as players in it, you know, how much do you guys actually talk about what it means, each game means for your for your tournament chances?
0: Oh, yeah, you know, we, you know, definitely go out there and just win. But, you know, when it comes down to you want to play in March, there's other things that go into that. So, uh, you know, we definitely learned about the net. We know about the net. We know about, you know, how, you know, how many quad one wins you need, and sure. all that stuff. So uh, we know that in the non-conference, we had some opportunities to uh, to knock out some, uh, some big-time quad one wins. But, uh, you know, couldn't get that done, but definitely still have some opportunities in conference and uh, we've definitely been locked in to, um, you know, take care of business. And, you know, when those teams come up on our schedule, you know, those are the games we got locked in for.
2: All right, DJ Horn, uh, appreciate you taking some time with me. Now, before I let you leave though, I, I asked the big boy, DJ Burns, like Who, who's the real DJ on the team? And he said, ah, we were, just, we're both DJ. He was he was, was not, not, you know,
0: not committed. Are you, you know the I, you know I can't really step on any toes. You know, when he gets the ball and you hear the whole PNC arena start yes. going crazy, you know who the real DJ is, man. But you know, from day one, you know, he's been showing me love. Uh Wolfpack Nation's been showing me love. So, you know, if we keep this thing rolling. Uh, I think it'll be the DJ DJ show soon. So uh, you know, hopefully you gotta you gotta keep winning to get it there, but um, you know, I think it's on the right track
2: there's room for all of the djs dj horn appreciate you taking the time man. best of luck this week and we'll catch up down the road appreciate you man
0: yes sir appreciate you for having me be happy we won
2: and be happy we did a podcast this week a good podcast we had scott wood we had dj horn if you're on the youtubes hit that subscribe button right there if you're not following us already on apple spotify the google's you name it whatever your favorite podcast platform is do me a favor do all those things rate Subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to support us. Appreciate everyone for doing all those good things. And we'll be back next week. We'll be back actually next week on Wednesday because there's a basketball game on Tuesday. So next Wednesday, we'll be back with another edition of Law of the Wolf. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.